I came into today thinking it's been wonderful so far, but I think God's going to do something special today, and He already has been working so powerfully, and I'm expecting this evening just God to meet with us in a wonderful, wonderful way. So let's prepare our hearts, prepare our ears, prepare uh, just our, our minds to receive everything that God has got for us. In 2014, a war started in Ukraine uh, with the Russian invasion of eastern Ukraine. That war significantly escalated on uh, the 24th of February this year as a bigger invasion happened. And this war has had a huge impact. Uh, I don't need to tell you because all of you live in Europe just how much impact this has had on us in terms of the psyche of people living across Europe. But nowhere has it had greater impact than in Ukraine and more recently in Russia. And so many, many people have lost their lives and many people have had to leave their homes. And in Russia more recently, not only have people been affected by sanctions, but people have been called up to come and fight. And this is affecting not just believers, but believers within our wider family of churches. And so it's a strange thing, isn't it, that uh, on both sides of this conflict, dear brothers and sisters are very, very deeply affected. And one of the privileges of having a, a worldwide family of churches is that we have an opportunity in moments like this to hear from people. And uh, it's, it's really humbling, but it's not just about hearing stories that move us. It's about, God, these are our brothers and sisters. It's good for us to know what's happening, but we also want to be learning through how they are following you in the midst of a crisis and in the midst of tragedy. God, there's something about building a robustness into our hearts and a softness into our hearts and a faith into our hearts uh, that, that you're doing in us through this time. And so in light of this, it's just a, an incredible privilege to have Andre and Natasha Bondarenko with us. I'd love us to give them a really fantastic welcome and come up. Microphone also on. Wonderful. Uh, Natasha will sometimes speak in Russian, but don't worry, I'll translate. <laughs> so uh, you won't miss anything. And uh, it's just so wonderful that you're here. Your children aren't here with us, they're in the UK, but it's wonderful that you're here with us. I'll set the, set the tone and then we'll ask you for a number of questions. But just setting the context, uh, 2014, you're leading a family of churches. There are, there are a number of churches uh, that have been planted and that are established. Uh, God's doing great things in you as a team. There's a sense of expectation. You've been training. You've been uh, dreaming together. You've been expecting a great move of God across the churches. And then what happens if war breaks out? First of all, thank you very much for praying. Uh, you know, it's an incredible feeling to be, to be prayed more than we are praying. And uh, uh, when war started, actually escalation happened, I had a, a very helpful uh, conversation with the Danish. I, I said, it's a strange feeling. In such a terrible situation, we are praying for us and for Ukraine less than before. Yeah, we are doing more. He said, oh, it's, it's very biblical. When Joshua was fighting, Moses was praying. It's impossible to fight and pray at the same time. I was released from the huge pressure. <laughs> I was, it's so helpful, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, and thank you very much for supporting. We are, we've been receiving a lot of phone calls, uh, prophetic words, just from all around the world. And also, thank you very much for your generosity. Uh, together, we are doing just huge work. We evacuated thousands of people. We distributed just dozens and dozens of tons of food. So we are doing together. So I, I, I'd love to start with this. Thank you very much. Thank you for from all our team, from all our churches, and from our nation. Thank you very much. 
Yeah, and context. Natasha will speak later, uh, and, and Natasha is going to show some pictures. So now it's uh, Natasha is smiling, I'm talking. This is our, <laughs> it's our partnership in uh, mission. Uh, yes, as Chris said, we had a great expectation uh, because you know there are different seasons in in the ministry, but just before war started, 2014, we had one of best season in, uh, in our churches. I used to lead the church nearly 20 years, since 21. I love church, I was uh, developing. Also, we've been uh, running a business. I love this combination, make money, do, do, do ministry. And we had a, one of the best seasons. A lot of young people trained for church planting, We've been running two years, different groups, and the general feeling in the churches was like, wow, we are going to have great breakthrough, and we've got prophetic work, actually. Be ready, mobilize churches for harvest, harvest is coming. So, you know, such a prophetic words uh, raising up expectations, and I was dreaming about planting so many churches, and we've been preparing ourselves to move to bigger city. So this kind of expectation, also the church was really well known in our town. We did a lot of social work, charity with kids, youth, and uh, and, um, and society. Our community became so open to the gospel. It was like feeling we are nearly uh, reaching revival moment. And then, uh, and we have no, no, actually we have uh, in that moment not big group of churches, but 15 churches uh, I led and some church plants. <coughs> and then war started and uh, the power of propaganda changed atmosphere one month from being loved by uh, people to, to main uh, reaction. People became afraid of us or hate us. <coughs> so and, and it was a very dramatic, and I think, wow, where is this incredible atmosphere? And when war started, uh, just a little bit of context. Um, yeah, we've been building ministry. You know, very focusing on building church team uh, relationship, training people. And in a few months, uh, I can say 50 or 70 percentage, the best people, well-prepared young people, they're just gone. And uh, because, you know, now it's, it's a bit easier to say, but in that moment, it, you have no idea how long it will continue. First time, actually, it's just experience. Everything you, and I still remember, I was sitting, uh, Natasha went to see, with a, he just had, Taught child, three weeks old, or six weeks, maybe in that moment. Yeah, three. Okay, Natasha. Uh, she went to see uh, relatives, and the fighting line moved. I was sitting in the other side, no internet, no phone connection. Sometimes for week, I had no idea what's going on. I can't be in touch with it, and it was a moment with many questions. And it seems like what you're building all room. And, and the questions, what about all prophetic words? What about all expectations? Where are these dear people we, we've been investing for years? So it was a kind of our context in 2014. Wow. We're going to uh, come back to this thing of disappointment uh, towards the end because I think it's, it's so helpful for us as church planters learning how to handle that sometimes. That's major disappointment. You've been building up to something, excited about something, then 60% of your young people go. Uh, Andre said that 90% of their, their giving from the church plants into their shared mission overnight was 90% disappeared. People lost salaries, people lost homes, people not being able to be in communication. We're in Europe experiencing a very, very small level of crisis, economic instability, rising costs, uh, jobs, uh, not being able to buy things. And this, as Western Europeans, 
we take this moment to hold on to what we've got to uh, go for security and consolidation. You guys take that moment to think, let's plant churches in India. What, what, what happened? I really have huge respect for all of you. So I just want, by telling our story, to undermine what, what you are doing. Because we are in different contexts and we are heroes, but differently. And they are all paying for us. So, um, I think before making some decisions, we are going to some situation which helpful. Someone said that experience changing theology. And uh, our view to, to life, when, when we are building something and it's broken down, actually it's an incredible momentum to ask deep questions. What I'm going to commit to? So in that moment, it was a few weeks, I was praying a lot and I, I was looking back to my life in ministry and I think, okay, if God allowed us to live and continue ministry, what I will invest the most. And I made decision to not try to impress people. I, I won't be too busy just doing, running everywhere, because everything can stop and be destroyed in one moment. One thing, I'm a decision, I will try to do my best to fulfill, is to be obedient to God. And even if I die, when I meet Jesus, it will be something valuable. So it was a moment, and uh, uh, before war started, we felt God is saying, I'm going to give you grace to touch India. Uh, my knowledge about India was very little. I, I saw some movies for Bollywood. <laughs> I never been, I never had a dream, just nothing, no Indians around, because Ukrainian, it's not multinational, it's, it's very local. But we felt, and when war started, we had a conversation with my friend Ivan, who was uh, responsible for raising the money for, for mission in India, and we all stopped, all, all income stopped. We had 150 budget for everything, for ministry, 150, not thousand dollars, yes. It's for refugee, for recreation, and for mission, and uh, not a lot. So we had deep conversation. Do we really start our mission in India, or we should wait when war will finish? And somehow we just felt that wants us, and we make a call. We just send messages to all our people who spread it around. Guys, we are going to continue. We are going to send people. Now we need four and a half thousand dollars, yes, just for buying tickets. I was afraid to say that then we need to rent something. I just piece by piece was sharing. So a money arrived, and since that moment, we sent a couple, and David did preparation actually. And uh, yeah, so we started, and we've been given from 80 to 90 percentage of all our resources we had to India since that moment. It's crazy, I know. <laughs> it's not right way of budgeting. I know. So we're talking about risks and rewards. I remember you saying, you know, you raised the money for the tickets, but you needed they needed money when they arrived. And they got on the plane not knowing if there would be money and thought, well, while they're on the plane plane, we're praying that there's gonna be money in the account when they land to be able to establish things. And they agree. And they agree to start this kind of mission. Amazing. There's something about when God's spoken and learning to step out even when we don't see that. And, and that's so much of what this conference is about, of saying, God, we want to take faith-filled risks because stepping out for you means that we won't always know exactly how it's going to work out. And it's amazing what God has done in India. Just tell us very quickly, in the war, Ivan and his wife fly out, they, they seek to church plant. What, what happened in the, coming, in the years after that? Um, Valer and Tatiana, they've been leading a church in, in Donetsk, but for 10 years they've been praying with whole family about going to India. 
And then we had a discussion and we felt that, okay, as a family of churches, we'll send them, not them by, sent by ch church, but family of churches. They're pioneers, you know, they need a bit more support than, okay. Uh, but they're incredibly brave and gifted. So when they arrived with uh, no Hindi, uh, little understanding of India, and uh, for 18 months it was real stuck. In, after 18 months they said we lost everything. But then uh, God gave a miracle. One girl had been uh, set free from demonic. She was in terrible situation, but God just healed her, restored, and a lot of uh, relatives and friends uh, just became Christian, and it, it, it was a momentum for uh, first church, and then it's it's like from family to family, and uh, after these years we have been pl we planted more than twenty five house churches in, uh, in in northern part of India. And uh, even during lockdown, we can't visit them, but the work was continued because it's all based on, on local guys. Not Ukrainians, but Indians. They're doing everything, so praise God. Come on. We'll get on to 2022 in just a moment, but your ministry changed uh, because of the war. It, India, God started doing an amazing work there, but things within Ukraine and for you personally very significantly changed. What did God do in you over that time that, that helped prepare you for what was to come? Yeah, it's a lot of things, but just few to share probably. I was really focusing on a developing local church and uh, quite often we are using this uh, language of building, especially when we are talking about the church, we are building as a wise builders. But uh, when we are talking about the kingdom of God, it's much more picture of soil seeds. And I think we need to remember to these images, building and sowing. And there is a time to build. When you're building, you know, after hard work, one day, I'm building actually, so I know how it works. When you spend one day in doing something, then you're tired, but you look back and think, wow, well done, there is something developed. When you're sowing, sometimes it's, it looks like you're losing. So I think we need, we need to, it's not no conflict, it's, it's harmony, but without this kingdom perspective, sowing can, can be felt like losing. And I was learning a lot when God wants us to sow, to do it with a joy, sometimes with a tear, but I know this is because quite often people uh, ask a question about the size. When you're sowing, your size is becoming less. When you're building, it, so it's, it's, it's like natural conflict. When God is asking to sow people, finances, even sharing opportunities, it's like, oh yeah, I'm losing, but not. In, from kingdom perspective, harvest will come. So it's, it's, it's still... Yeah, well, amazing. I remember you also saying that the war brought about a situation where strategic planning was impossible. You, you could only say, God, what do we do now? What do we do now? Just talk a little bit more about that. Chris, you're so good. <laughs> you, you can do this because you know us. <laughs> Actually, we're friends with Chris for years, and then Chris and, and Redeemer Church became incredible support for us in every area. So thank you very much. It's a good opportunity to, do, to say it. Um, yeah, when all our plan, uh, okay, I can say, after years of learning, we, 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 we became quite organized. My diary was full for next two years. And then everything stopped. I clean up all my diary, nothing. 
just nothing. No staff, no church meetings for one year, no business, no conferences, nothing. And uh, I saw in the future, nothing. And it was a point of actually to choose to be disappointed or to find another way of making plans or to move forward. And prayer was dramatically changed, the way of praying. I found that some stuff I was asking, one hour later, I think, why I was asking? Situation was changing every hour and I reached the point when to ask something, it just wasted time. <laughs> think, what, why I'm asking? Okay, let's do next. Let's ask God what he wants or ask him to share his heart and then build prayer on what he is going to share. So it became our strategy for making plans. We gather together and it's hard to have such a meetings like one and a half hour. So we started to meet as a team a bit later uh, for two, three days praying together, just seeking God and base our plans, future plans on a prophetic, prophetic promises, uh, guidance from Holy Spirit. So my personal prayer changed as well. So I started to spend hours just listening to God. And then if God is sharing his heart, just take as a next step. Let's do it. Amazing. I think there's something for us as church planters and as leaders going, God, thank you for the gift of strategic planning and, and looking ahead. But God, we want to be people who respond to your lead. And sometimes you're not going to reveal that to us. And even when you do, we're not going to put our hope in it. We're going to put our hope in what you say. Let's fast forward to 2022. We, there's a lot more we could hear about also impact on your kids during that time. But we come to 2022, you're living in a home you've just built and they're so happy with, uh, very close to Kiev Airport. And, uh, and then what happens this year? Yeah, can, you, can we have some pictures and Natasha will share a little bit? Hello, my name is Natasha. Uh, I'm Andrea's wife. I've got the children. They are 17, 14, and 8 now. And uh, I will speak Ukrainian because I can't speak from that English. Sorry, I'm teacher. So when God sent us, uh, to mission, first time 2014, our piece was eight, six, and also we found that uh, God is sending differently. So our experience, and we know it's not first time in history, we sent like this. І друга дуже важлива ідея те, що чоловіки і жінки бачать місію досить по-різному. Second one is very important. Men and women, husband and wife, sees mission differently from different perspective. Якщо з Андрієм все було зрозуміло, то я перші декілька років взагалі не розуміла, що за місія, що я маю робити і що я взагалі тут забула. Um, it was quite clear for Andrei what he is going to do on a mission, but for me for first few years I had no idea what I'm doing, what is my part on a mission. І для мене головне було життя, здоров'я дітей, щоб у дітей було все добре. І я була в такому заблужденні, те, що Господь піклується про батьків, а батьки про дітей. Yeah, so for, for, for me, 
first few years, main focus was to look after kids, to be sure that they're doing well. And I think I had a, a bit wrong view that God is caring for us as a parents, but we are caring for the kids. Але потім стало зрозуміло, що Господь, Він піклується про батьків і про дітей водночас. І Він захищає точно так же і дітей, і дає і друзів, і школу, і все, що їм необхідно, і вгамовує емоції, і все інше. Yeah, but later on I just realized how God, our Father, cares for us and for our kids. He's providing school friends, everything they need, as well as for us, so it's, it was very encouraging. And нам здається, що не треба турбувати дітей, або ми дітям щось не додаємо, якщо їдемо на місію. Насправді ми побачили, що діти мають тепер такі важливі навички, які їм в житті будуть дуже в нагоді. And sometimes we feel, we went through this, sorry for our kids, the pain caused, they can't do like sport, having stable life or something, but then we realize our kids getting experience, very important, and, and they, they're getting skills, unique skills by going through this experience. Еще один важный пункт, это что мы не только Андрей видел дива, чудеса и все інше, а у нас была залучена вся семья. Якщо ми молились за фінанси, то ми молились всі, отримували диво, і діти це бачили, і вони не були просто споглядачами, вони діяли, вони були в процесі. And what we found uh, important as well, that not only Андрей was praying and getting miracles from God and then just was providing family, but we were trained, praying together with kids. They, they, they knew some challenges, and then when God was answering, we've been celebrating together, so I, we really hope that it's their journey as well. І не один Андрій собі кував історію з Богом, а вся сім'я має тепер історію взаємовідносин з Богом. Yeah, and we hope not, not only Андрій or we are as a parents has a history of relationship with God, well, but our kids as well, they're growing this. Мені був потрібен час, щоб зрозуміти, в чому є моя місія, але коли пройшло 8 років, в 2022-му, вже можна було зрозуміти і мою духовну частину. Ми заново відкрили християнську школу. I needed time to find out my role in a mission because kids was growing up and it takes time just to understand that I'm not just following my husband but also I have a part in this mission. Ми знову в Києві відкрили християнську школу, що важливо для нашої країни і допомогли ще більше ніж 20 школам відкритися. And uh, I, yes, and I will, I will add a little bit. Uh, okay, is, is it okay? Uh, I had a conversation with God because my wife is very busy lady. She's a teacher, so in the East she founded a Christian school, and you know, two leaders in one family sometimes is too much. <laughs> and and once I had a deep prayer time with God. I said, Lord, I'm extremely busy. Natasha is busy. We, we are running business. Even to invite someone to our house is a challenge. So, and my, my expectation that God will say, okay, I'll talk to Natasha. She'll be less involved. No. I just felt God is saying, why do you think that what you are doing, this is your call for me? What Natasha is doing, it's not call. It's just job. I want you to become biggest supporter. Mm. It's your call to influence education system in Ukraine. Come so on. now I'm translating. <laughs> <laughs> when when we moved to Kiev, it's even extended and accelerates. Natasha started another like second school, but also helped 
about 20 more churches start Christian school. It's important. We have post-communist ideology for whole education system. So replace with a Bible, biblical view, with a value, Christian values. It's important for us. So it's, we feel it's one of call for us. In 2022, році у нас було все добре. Ми знали, чим ми займалися, ми знали свою місію, все, що потрібно робити. І хотіли переїздити в Європу, Польщу в вересні. So in two, uh, 2022 our life became a bit more stable. We got a new house. Nice house. And school became very uh, okay, it started to provide good income to us, and uh, uh, our ministry extended. From 15, we grew to about 55 churches, and we start to work in in uh, Europe. And we made decision to move to Europe for next year. So it has to happen. It had to last this month, but. But oh. can, can we have previous picture one please? Uh, yeah, this one. Але у лютому почалася війна, і Господь так зробив, щоб ми на півроку раніше покинули свою домівку. Це фото з нашого вікна, бо ми живемо поряд з Бучерпінга стони. This picture is from one of uh, from our window. This new area which uh, is building with new houses and forests nearby, but we are living near the uh, Kyiv military airport, just two kilometers from us, when war happened, actually. And our second missionary journey was much more dramatic than the first, but much more beautiful. And our second missionary journey starts much quicker, but we've seen so many miracles. We have we had five minutes to pack everything into car. І наш виїзд із Київщини це було просто суцільне Боже диво. And all our way from our village was, uh, was just miracle. Тому що на ту, на ту мить вже територія була окупована, і ми не могли знати, де бій іде, а де бій закінчився. Okay. Де можна, куди не можна їхати. Це тільки Господь і адреналін нас вивели звідти. Окупація відбувається just and the bridge was uh, destroyed and we had no idea where fighting is going on where any chance to leave because uh, from our village we had two roads outside and one bridge was destroyed another road fighting was going on і я зазвичай згадую один це те вересня коли був теракт в Америці і після цього багато християн писали свідоцтва, як Господь особисто їх виводить. Так, і наступний місяць був найважчий в нашій місіонерській подорожі, тому що ми багато чого не знали. Ми не знали, чи живі наші родичі, чи живі наші друзі, чи всі діти в школі рятувались, чи рятувались окупованої where are the kids from school? It's all uncertainty for, for whole months. І ми не знали, чи є в нас будинок чи нема, тому що лінія розмежування була саме по нашому будинку. And also we had no idea uh, is our house still exists or is gone. 
actually we, we still paying back and we made decision lot even it's destroyed we'll be faithful with paying back our debt and the next picture can, can we have another picture please а потім через два місяці ми коли вже російська армія пішла з Київщини ми побачили цю карту і на ній наше село і все ще червоним це зруйноване тобто 80% нашого села було зруйновано і сильно пошкоджено so two months later we've got this picture from a space this is our village and red color is destroyed or hardly uh, affected houses it's 80 percentage from our village but but the green, but uh, yes this one right in the corner this is our house on a green, green it means not affected not destroyed next picture this is our street. Next, next, next. Another one picture. Yeah. Can you the next one, please? But it exists. Praise God. It's a story. And uh, we have a miracle actually with our house, the missile, anti-tank missile. І через два місяці, коли вже не було російської армії, там я поїхала туди, в той будинок, і в нас прямо в будинку був снаряд, який не розірвався. After two months, uh, when Russians left our village, Natasha went to see and she found a missile in our house. It went through all walls, through our mattress in bedroom, and uh, crosses all, all rooms, and landed in bathroom and didn't explode. This missile produces 800 uh, degrees to death. So if it's explode, everything will burn out. І на другий день, коли я була у себе в будинку, до мене підійшов сусід і говорить, а ти бачила, що в тебе на парковці? And the next day the neighbor came and he said, can you see what you have on your parking? І у мене на парковці був інший снаряд, який я такий возив довжки, і він теж не розірваний був. And this little part of big missile, and it didn't explode as well. So yeah. Natasha was parking nearby. So it was a miracle she didn't drive. And then it, it became much easier. Wow. <laughs> having, having one bomb not explode is pretty significant. Having two, I think there were angels wrapping their wings around them. That's incredible. 2022, the war starts, you flee from your home, you told me you went with one t-shirt uh, under it, and so you, you lose so much that you've built, the world has completely turned upside down for you, again there is fleeing, again there is spreading out, again there is uncertainty, mm -hmm. how did you, and it's still ongoing, the care for the refugees, the, the, the care for, for people within Ukraine, how would how have you found God in the midst of this tragedy, disappointment? What does that look like? What was really helpful when we had five minutes to pack everything? Do you know what we evacuated from our house? Two of the most important things. Bronze horse. I don't know why Natasha has put it in her pocket. Bronze horse, it's quite big, you know, it's not comfortable to drive. And also we evacuated coffee machine. And it was helpful. To survive with the good coffee, it's... Yeah, I can say first time and second time, because it's like experiencing second. Second time was easier and harder.
is it because we got experience and we know how we'll feel a little bit, you know, and we know that God is faithful, but we are getting older. We're still young, but um, and 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 I think okay to start again from zero. It's hard, and again, most of our, our churches has been planted in east and south east. Most we had some churches in Europe, some churches in central part, but most I invested last six years just going to to the east and south. I just I was there, and it was occupied, and everyone gone. Oh Lord. It's like from zero again, but quite soon we realize that not from zero. Whole team came to the West. Of in few days, we formed different departments of ministry, and they like crazy started to work. Evacuation. It's like twenty four seven. Evacuated thousands of people. We spent I don't know a lot of money just. Sending cars, sending money for petrol, um, going literally just pick up people. I, I, I'm so proud of team, and I think it's it's really different. 2014, I started from zero, and now it's it's team. And also, can I say again, we are we are part of big family, guys. It's not just sound. Sometimes we think, okay, what it means? It means a lot, especially in the hardest moments. We've been prayed over, we've been cared. Um, David said, I know it's a big step for Western people. Andre, 24 7, I'm available. I'm cleaning up my diary for the next few weeks. And I'm available. Of course, I, I didn't call during the night. I can't remember actually. <laughs> but I mean, this this feeling of family, it's it's so helpful. And also resources with empty hands, you can help not a lot, but with offerings, we could we could we've done a lot. Uh, so from this side, I can say. Um, also, what was really helpful, we have a, a collection of prophetic promises. And I think we are shaped by prophetic words much stronger than we realize. When God is speaking deeply to our heart, it's really shaped our expectations, our decisions. Sometimes even before we think, we are saying in what we are believing. What is our expectation? It's shaped by God. Who was speaking to us? So when when everything started, I said, "Okay, it seems like extension. We've been dreaming and praying about happened now. Yeah, it's evil. It's it's painful, but it's extension. And one year ago, I woke up with a strong word, acceleration. It was in English. I don't know why. I woke up during the night, an acceleration, and I knew something will happen, which will accelerate fulfillment of, of all prophetic words. And now, um, our people in Portugal, Germany, <coughs> Czech Republic, Hungary, Italy, France, UK, everywhere. And we know that God is going to use this for planting many churches. It, it, it will take time. It's not simple. It's not easy. And definitely, guys, I have a, I have a call for UK church, UK church, especially great church, very strong church, with a great experience. I believe that combination, but really with the churches from UK, we'll see a lot of things in Europe. I really believe God is going to do, God is going to mix us and uh, it will be combination, very strong move of God and our commitment and we'll see a lot of great things and we'll celebrate.
Wouldn't it be amazing if the wave that the war has produced from east spreading west is met by a wave coming from the west, going east, of uh, men and women who are saying, we're going to go, we're going to answer the call of God and, and go with the gospel. I think there are so many things that we can pray for. We're going to end with a burst of prayer for you and your teams and for the situation in Ukraine. But we're going to do that right at the end. Before I ask both of you to pray over us and we just wait on the Spirit for a few minutes, is there anything else that you'd like to say? Anything that God's put on your heart for us? Yeah, I think I will repeat, probably. I know we, we love church, especially where God has put it us, and we are faithful. And we are very serious on building up what God called us to build. I feel God wants us quite often to raise up arms and look around what God is doing and initiating outside of our sphere of responsibility. Because sometimes when we are really concentrating on what we are doing, we think that if I work harder, something will happen. Not always. Sometimes when we are going and crossing the border of sphere of our interests and helping, sowing us, sowing our resources, is there any chance to say it's my work, but it's kingdom? Nothing happened in our church planting, probably. But it's extended our heart, and also it's it's real uh, commitment to the kingdom of God. And I really feel that we will have more and more situations when we we'll hear call from God to be faithful in what we are building, but also be involved somewhere. And in many places, we'll see more fruits. And, but then season will change. So I would love to encourage, I think it's unique, unique this conference in unique, different spheres working together. And I, I really believe it will happen more and more. And we'll cross borders, and we'll, we won't uh, felt that we are losing, not we are sowing. In the end, it will be huge harvest. So it's it's in my heart. Я теж хочу приєднатися до цих слів і сказати, щоб ми не опускали руки, навіть якщо нам видно тільки на один на один крок вперед. Yeah, I love to encourage. Don't give up, even we see only for one more step. God knows the way. Come on. Let's close our eyes. Even through hearing their story, God has been highlighting things by His Holy Spirit. Teaching us about being people of sowing and building. In seasons when we don't see anything, we sow, we sow, we sow. Being people who take that step of obedience, even if we don't see what's beyond it. Because our Father in Heaven, who loves us, is saying, this is the next step. For some of us, there's something about unity as husbands and wives. Maybe for some wives here, you felt a little bit... I'm, I'm not sure exactly what my place is in this. And some husbands have been running hard. And God's two hands are bringing the husband and the wife together, even right now. Something about a unity in the gospel. An honoring of one another. And a fruitful way forward together. And for some of you, there's this beautiful reminder that it's not that God looks after us and we look after our kids. It's that God carries us as a family. 
us have faced very significant disappointments, <coughs> very significant setbacks, very significant things that we, I, God, I expected this, but this has happened. And the Holy Spirit wants to draw close to you right now. I'd love you just to pray over us as you feel like. I'll pray in Russian. Отец, спасибо тебе за эту удивительную возможность быть здесь посреди любящих тебя потрясающих сыновей и дочерей, посвященных твоей миссии. Мы здесь, потому что верим в призвание. Мы верим, что ты собираешься двигаться в Европе. Ты собираешься вновь посетить этот континент. Мы здесь не потому, что все получается, а потому, что ожидаем движения Духа Твоего. Я благодарю, что Твои намерения, они намного превосходят наши планы. Спасибо Тебе, что на Твоих обещаниях мы можем покоиться. Я прошу, укрепи, Отец. Я молюсь, Господь, во имя Иисуса, просто укрепи, умножь веру. Излей, Господь, Твое свежее помазание, мудрость дай, Господь, укажи путь, я прошу проведи, я молюсь, пусть собираются команды во имя Иисуса, молюсь о прорыве, молюсь, Господь, чтобы умножилось терпение, совершить работу, я благословляю, Отец, во имя Иисуса Христа, аминь. feel that um, as, as we've heard this story, even as we're before God right now, that God's been putting his finger on something that needs to be uprooted. Sometimes things take root and begin to grow, and there's a moment to pull them up, and now is one of those moments. Maybe it's a, a, a root that is taken around disappointment, or a root that is... Uh, that is there around lack of unity or a root that is around control. If I can control things so that my kids will be okay or so that my family will be provided for, it's just the time to uproot it and, and we're family. And so I'm going to ask you to be really brave and just to stand up and then as people around you, we're going to pray with you, God, uproot this in Jesus' name and in its place, place root the gospel. Root restoration, root forgiveness, root joy, root unity. So can I ask you to be really brave? You listening to this, just go, man, God's been speaking, this needs to go. Could you stand up? Oh, God bless around them. Let's stand up with them. Let's just, let's pray for them. Let's see freedom coming in Jesus' name.